0: Welcome to The Landing, the podcast that goes into the brush with foresters, contract loggers, and operators of the Pacific Northwest timber industry. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Landing. This is going to be the second installment of the Cork Boots and photo Shoot segment. And today I have Jeff Barry on from Torque Up Northwest. Jeff, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Jason. And yourself?
0: Uh, I'm doing good. I'm just getting over some of that COVID.
1: Well, I've, I've been there, done that, and it's, that's not fun. So I'm glad you're feeling better.
0: Yeah, it's not a whole lot of fun. It's not... I think the worst part is I got like a rash from it on my hands and it kind of hurts. But other than that, I wouldn't have missed work if I wouldn't have had to go get tested. I don't think.
1: Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're feeling better. I know. I know with the work you do. You certainly need your hands though. So uh, hopefully they'll be feeling better soon too.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try some, I don't know what you call that, hydrocortisone cream try that tonight and see what happens but so jeff you are with torque up northwest and i kind of i've been following along with what you guys are doing for quite a while now you know with my day job working on heavy equipment um and in my past i've had to use some high torque type products and um can you go ahead and just give us a i don't know maybe a ten thousand foot view on the product line with torque up northwest
1: (laughs) yeah sure so uh uh Torque Up uh, is out of decent Pennsylvania, and they've been manufacturing hydraulic, uh, pneumatic, and uh, battery-operated torque wrenches now for over 25 years. And uh, I've been repping them in Washington and Oregon uh, for the last 20 years, and it, it's a good product. It's made here in the USA. Um, you know, the, the, the hydraulic tools are all aircraft-quality aluminum and steel. And uh, they, they started with the hydraulic tools, uh, perfected them. They moved on to the air-operated tools. And now we have the battery tools.
0: I think that's one of the coolest innovations that I've personally seen from TorqueUp is the battery-operated tools. Um, how many foot-pounds can you get out of one of those battery-operated torque wrenches?
1: We, we, have, uh, we start as low as 120 foot-pounds, and we can go up to 6,000 foot-pounds with the battery-operated tool.
0: So you can get 6,000 foot-pounds out of a handheld tool that runs like cordless on a battery.
1: That's correct. It, <laughs> might, take a, it might take a man and two boy to lift the thing, but uh, once you get it under the application, you'd be amazed at how well-balanced uh, the gearbox and the handle are.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I had um, a long time ago when I was working shutdowns. We did a shutdown at a rolling mill, steel rolling mill, and we built some pipe spools that we went and changed out on their water scaling line. And they're like 12 inch extra heavy, you know, so it's like inch and three quarter wall thickness or whatever. And I don't remember the foot pounds that those flange bolts were torqued down to, but we were down there with the hydraulic pump and all that, and, you know, three men and a boy just to get everything tightened up.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned steel mills, Jason. Uh, I'm, I'm originally from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That's where I was born and raised.
0: The home and, of American uh, steel.
1: Yep. They were number two steel maker in the U S in the world, uh, for years, especially during the world war one, world war two days. Um, but, uh, You know, ironically enough, after I moved out here back in the 80s, uh, it was uh, interesting to when I did get into sales that uh, we picked up a product line uh, that my dad originally found Up, and uh, they were out of Easton, Pennsylvania. So I grew up literally, you know, 20 miles west of of Easton, and uh, here we are representing torque up on the west coast for the last 20, 22 years
0: oh wow that's wild! it's kind of a full-circled story there
1: yeah they, they've been a good company to work for they really help support me uh out here with rental tooling so we do rentals, sales uh, service not so much uh send tools back to torque up to do that let the i'll let the pros deal with the with, with uh, repairing the tools i can do minor repairs out here but but uh, uh we do i do have rental tooling as well here in in my shop uh, hydraulic and and pneumatic and battery operated tools gotcha
0: and i must if i missed it i'm sorry but where are you based out of out here
1: i'm in i'm in the seattle area okay in my territory territory is washington and Oregon.
0: gotcha cool um so I guess my other question is going to be, you know, timber industry with the log show coming up, what are some applications that your tooling can be utilized to make things easier for folks in the timber, you know, forestry equipment repair side of things?
1: Sure. Well, uh, you know, logging equipment is, is heavy iron, uh, basically. So it's just, it's a modified form of, of what you see, Uh you know, with the heavy iron guys dozers and excavators and, and whatnot. And, uh, uh, they, the same applications apply, uh, you know, track bolts, uh, frame bolts, counterweight bolts, uh, even Rotec bearings are a good application for our tool. Um, sold the tool to Alan Gibbons logging, uh, uh, down South there for doing, uh, rotech bolts on an old thunderbird yarder that they had years ago and and the guys were just getting you know the mechanics weren't getting any younger and they were tired of crawling up through these peepholes to get to these rotech bolts and uh uh to this day every time i see rick <laughs> at the login show uh he says hey Mike mechanics they love that tool it's the it's the best tool i've ever purchased for them
0: I was pretty impressed. I saw a post on social media. It might have been a couple months ago now, but uh, with the cordless tool, they were torquing the Rotec bolts on a link belt mobile crane. And I was like, man, if I would have had this cordless torque wrench at the steel mill those couple of days, I know four or five guys that wouldn't have been so whooped at the end of the day.
1: Well, you're exactly right. That's, That's the purpose of these tools. To, to save time uh, in labor, and uh, probably most importantly for safety, you know, uh, people can get hurt torquing fasteners, uh, especially at the higher foot pounds, uh, by hanging off cheater bars and and not using the proper equipment. And uh, torque up tools are are meant to be accurate and safe. You know, these tools are are calibrated. At the factory in eastern Pennsylvania, on an, IS, in, in an ISO 17025 cal lab, and uh, you know when you're doing something as simple as track bolts, even uh, it's important, you know, to get your to get your foot pounds, uh, and then your you know also your degree turn in them as well. So uh, yeah, they're they're a safe and accurate tool.
0: Oh, that's cool. So you can do the torque twists with these two, huh?
1: Well, uh, we don't, you can't program our tools Got to you. do turn, but it's a visual for right. sure.
0: Which, yeah, you can mark your socket and go.
1: Yep, exactly. And we do have, in the, for the trucking industry, uh, which is one of the reasons I go to the show, is we do have uh, a niche uh, reaction arm for our air and battery operated tools for doing we're doing uh, torque turn on on head bolts and main bolts. So, uh, and we do offer some custom sockets that TorqueUp has engineered through the help of of uh, mechanics over the years to help adapt to uh, various engines: uh, International, Cummins, uh, Detroit Diesel, uh, and these sockets are are. Elongated sometimes, or they're shorter depending on the application you're working on uh, and which engine you're working on. Uh, but uh, Workup even has them machined with index, they're indexed uh, uh, so you can see 45, 90, you know, 180 degree turn on them.
0: Really? I feel like that would be a lot more convenient than your traditional way of torquing down head bolts on a, like if you're doing an in frame on a truck.
1: Well, you know, Jason, I, I'm not a mechanic, and I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, but I have done some demos on on engines on engine stands, and uh, I was a little nervous getting into it because I'd have four or five mechanics standing around with their arms crossed, you know, waiting for waiting for the something to break. And uh, um, I I know just by pulling the trigger on one of those tools, whether it's battery or air, that that uh, there's a lot of force, especially in the last 90 degrees on some of those bolts. So, you know, I we did a test one time at, at Dimeware down in Portland by incrementally pushing up the PSI on our FRL for our air tool, and it turned out that the final turn on a DD-13 engine for a head bolt was about 750 foot-pounds. So clicking off 750 foot-pounds with a manual wrench uh, can definitely make you tired after four or five of them and uh, and and that's another reason good reason to, to to look at these tools because they do save you save you time and and most importantly keep you safe while doing it
0: yeah that's kind of why i wanted to bring you on because like like i said i've always been interested by this stuff and i feel like it's somewhat underutilized around industry um Cause everyone's got their high torques and I guess that's a brand. So I shouldn't really say that, but their hydraulic torque wrenches, um, you know, and they've got their little power pack for on the ground and they'll run up to 10,000 PSI. But some of those, when you get into like an inch and a half square drive, they're pretty big and they're kind of a pain in the butt sometimes to get something sturdy enough to react off of.
1: It is, it is important. Uh, and by the way, you can dub out that high torque that you mentioned for this podcast. That's my competitor. Well,
0: that's just, what just, I thought. <laughs>
1: just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, um, but, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's always easy to bring a, a socket and a tool to, to a fastener, but uh, you have a place to react. So that's why Torque up made some reaction arms. Uh, they, they've got a 90-degree reaction arm that'll come you know, perpendicular off the tool. Um, they've got a elongated reaction arm for using deep well sockets. Um, they've got sliding reaction arms, uh, which are a very popular and interesting reaction arm in that one side is just a dummy socket to, to, you know, uh, register on, on an adjacent fastener. And then of course the other side is your drive side, but, um, most applications the torque up engineering department uh, can figure out a way to, to react off of something.
0: That's pretty cool. Cause we were doing, um, well, my day job, I was doing a, um, oh, what do you call it? It was an adapter plate to mount um, a hydraulic hammer, like a rock pecker onto an excavator. And it was something crazy, you know, like 1400 foot pounds on these big bolts. And uh, it would have been nice to have some different different shape reaction arms for some of those fasteners because just of where where they were and trying to get to them with how that hammer was laying on the floor is kind of a, one of those things where, you know, I'm not going to do something stupid to where I'm going to get hurt, but it was one of those where you kind of grit your teeth and hope you're right.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to do things safe, whether you're pushing the button to actuate a hydraulic pump or you're pulling the trigger on one of the pneumatic tools, it, it's always a good idea to, to bump the reaction arm uh, up and, and, and feel it out first. But uh, we also have a weld disc, which is pretty popular, and that's an untreated splined to our tool uh, engineered uh, stub of a reaction arm, so to speak, that, that the mechanics can use their own ingenuity and, and weld their own reaction uh, end to it. So I've, I've had some pretty uh, pretty interesting mechanics out there who have done some pretty interesting things with, with the weld disc and made their job a lot easier. One that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, one, of the, one of the service truck drivers for w- one of the logging companies down there wanted to be able to go along the track bowl faster so he took the weld disc and he welded just a, a regular chain with a hook on the end of it and uh, you do have to heat treat them so there are instructions on, on how to heat treat them after you've done your welding uh, to make sure that it's safely done and uh, once he had that chain on it he was just grabbing the side of the, tr- of the tracks all the way down and boy he was going along lickety split and uh I, i'm sure he 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 halfed his time as far as labor was concerned
0: uh, oh, for service
1: of those tracks
0: i bet well especially once you get into some bigger machines you know d7 or d8 size undercarriage you know those track bolts they get torqued down pretty tight
1: yeah that's right jason that's uh like i said these these mechanics are, are some of the smartest people I've ever met you know, at the, you know, at the login show. And, uh, uh, they, they're, they're very good at, at, uh, taking my tool to another level with, with some of the reaction arms that they create. And, uh, I, I learned a lot from them. So it's, it's always a, a pleasure running into these guys down at the logging show.
0: Oh, I bet. I think I'm going to have to agree with you there too, because, um, you find a guy that's going to excel in that career as a mechanic out in the woods. And I'll show you someone that can come up with some pretty crazy ideas to get stuff done. You know, you're out there with your service truck and that's what you got. You know, you got to get the machine going.
1: That's right. And they're out in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't, it doesn't pay for them to drive 30 miles back to town to, you know, to, to find a part that they can, macgyver or something out in the woods before so um yeah I, I mean and that's why i enjoy the logging show um you know as a salesperson uh if i'm out beating the pavement every day and making stops onesies and twosies here and there it it's a little tougher you know i i i try to try to get in to see you guys and uh you know some days are better than others and and uh that's why the login show is nice. I can stand at the booth and with all my tools and, and these guys come by and, uh, if they're interested, they, they take a look. Uh, if not fine. Yeah. Um, I know there's, I I know these tools probably aren't a primary, uh, a primary product that these guys are looking for at the show because they've got bigger infrastructure products that they're looking for. But, but, uh, you know, I, I think torque up has a pretty interesting booth as a niche product. Uh, you know, maybe kind of an afterthought, like, like, uh, you know, Hey, I was here to buy a, a, a truck, uh, you know, a, a carriage for the yarder or what have you, but, but Hey, look at this product here. It's it's kind of interesting. I think it could save us time. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I don't expect everybody to stop by my booth cause it's not for everybody, but, uh, but, uh, I think, uh, over the past four or five years that I've done the show, uh, it's drawn a lot of, of people who, uh, who probably weren't there to, to see something like that.
0: Yeah. I think too, cause you usually have quite a few, um, of your products at the show, right? Like, I think it's something to do too with, you can look at stuff online and look at pictures all you want, but when you're standing there and there's a product in front of you that you can look at and test out, like that goes a long ways with a lot of these guys. And I think, um, you know, your product is one of those products that you can look at spec sheets all day online, but until someone picks up one of your cordless tools and goes, well, this is going to replace that one that takes two guys to run, uh, it means a lot more than, you know, photos online.
1: Right. I would agree. Um, and, and sometimes, you run into you run into people there who you you wouldn't expect. I sold a tool there one of the first years that I was down there to uh, a PVC pipe manufacturer in the Eugene area that had some injection molding machines that they uh, which is basically set up like a pipe flange. You know, it's just a circumference of bolts, and um, he had to change out the heads or the nozzles on his injection machines, and and he he, he was wasn't necessarily a logger, but he was interested in the show and happened by my booth and saw, you know, the air tool and the, the 3000 foot pound gearbox on it. And he hadn't had an idea and, and, uh, he bought a tool. So it wasn't something, um, I expected. And, uh, you know, that's why you go to these shows though. You hope, you hope, <laughs> you hope people stop by and, and, and buy something because you do want to pay for your show, obviously. But, uh, you also do it to, uh, you know, to get, you get the product out there and, and, uh, let people know that, you know, there's, there's something out there to help them.
0: So do you already know what products you're going to have at the show this year?
1: I sure do. I've got, uh, I've got, I've got the, the staple, you know, I've got the hydraulic in the square drive model. I've got the the TX tool in the, the the hydraulic TX tool, which is our low clearance model, good for doing rotec bolts. Uh, it can also be made into a square drive with some with some adapters and, and reaction pads, and and then of course the the battery tool. It seems like the younger generation is definitely uh, uh, focused in on on battery operated tools these days. So I. I put that tool front and center, uh, right in the middle of the table, and uh, allow them to pull the trigger on it. And then, uh, one of my favorites actually is is the air operated tool. It's been it's been uh, uh, it's built like a, a brick a poop house, and uh, it it, uh, it it's been a great tool for me. It's one of my favorites. It's it's you know it does have an FRL unit that you need to adjust the air pressure up and down with. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, so I'll have them all there. I do have a new square drive model, uh, with a mono swivel too on the top, uh, that, that I'm going to be bringing along and, um, uh, just want everybody to know out there that these tools are, are calibrated and, uh, they have a traceable calibration certificate that comes with all of them right back to the factory, uh, serial number on it and everything.
0: Cool. And how often do you have to recalibrate those kind of the tools?
1: You know, it really depends on the on the customer and what they're doing. Um, a lot of these guys are uh, are are good at uh, maintaining the tool, and because they know it, it you know these tools aren't cheap. Right. Um, but, but they're good at maintaining them, and they know if something's not right with them. And and say with the air tool, and even the hydraulic tool. Uh, if you wanted to, you could check it against a clicker wrench and see if it's in, if it's uh, up to spec. Um, you know, the hydraulic tools are supposed to be plus or minus three percent, and uh, the air and pneumatic are plus or minus minus five percent as far as required foot pounds of torque. And um, you know, some guys who are doing engine work want want to calibrate it every 12 months, uh, which is the norm. Uh, some guys go a little bit longer, 18 or 24, and sometimes I hear I don't hear, ever hear from guys again with the tool.
0: <laughs> gotcha. If it, if
1: it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Thing.
0: Well, awesome, Jeff. I really appreciate you coming on. I guess I think that's all I really had for you. I just wanted to kind of get some awareness about these tools because I do think they're pretty cool. Um, you know, I've been BSing with you off and on for a couple years now, and I figured at least I could do is get you some traffic into your booth and, but yeah, no, I,
1: I, I appreciate it. And, uh, I've seen, I've seen some of your work, uh, online and, uh, uh, some of your welding work, which is very impressive. And, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to, know people like you who can put a good word in for a tool like ours and uh you know every every bit helps.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, I just um like I said, I think uh a lot of the tooling that some shops have is well that's what they had in nineteen seventy eight, so that's what they're gonna use, you know, until Kingdom come. But people like Torcup and, and you there's more technology out there than a lot of people think and I think this is a a good example of that.
1: I would agree. So,
0: Jeff, I appreciate your time this afternoon, and I'll see you at the show. Maybe I'll drop off some stuff for you to hide in your booth or something.
1: Hey, I I appreciate you having me on, and look forward to to seeing you at the show, Jason.
0: Thanks, man. We'll talk to you later.
1: All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try and figure out something to uh, hide in Jeff's booth. You guys will have to go by and find it. Maybe like a sticker or something. Thanks for listening, everybody.